Alright man, welcome to Crow 777 Radio. This is the introduction for episode 189. Jason Lingren is with me and we have the Flat Earth Man. This is a serious episode. As we start, people might think that we're just going to mess around on this episode. That's not the case. We're actually making a point. What would it be in life if music was created in 432, a helpful frequency, and truthful or helpful ideas were being expressed in the music. We're going to be playing a couple songs in this episode, but we're going to get to some serious ideas, like the difference between 440 and 432, typically called Hertz now, which used to be cycles. So many people email me and try to tell me 440 is okay. It's not okay. You can look at the cymatic images of that frequency alone to know this. But as we open up, we're going to have a little fun, but we're doing it to make a point. And this is a little different of an episode, but we also get into Cefeggio frequencies or ideas. And you'll understand when you hear the Cefeggio music. So many people play two songs, one in 440, one in 432. Most people can't hear the difference. When it's directed to you in 432 as a Cefeggio tuning, you can feel it to the core of your being. But anyhow, let's jump in with Jason and the Flat Earth Man, and we'll open up with a little bit of fun here. Here we go, man. Cheers. All right, man. Welcome to Crow 777 Radio. This is episode 189. Uh, we're going to have a little fun today, uh, actually, for a change. Uh, there will still be learning involved for those who care to learn. Jason Lingren is with me. And believe it or not, we have the Flat Earth Man, who we're all going to assume is coming to us from the deep south of America. Uh, hey. Welcome. <laughs> there he is, creeping in. Welcome, Jason. And a fine, well, good afternoon, I think we're at right now, right? Yeah, we're pushing up past noon anyhow. Uh, do you have anything to do for an intro here? No, I think we need to maximize our time with the Flat Earth Man. All right. Well, uh, from what I understand, the Flat Earth Man actually has a live band here together today, somewhere in the deep south of America. Welcome, Flat Earth Man. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Hey, man, I'm such a big fan, man. It's a real honor to be on. Me and the boys are all sitting here waiting to play for you, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I, I don't think I can even add anything. How about if you and the boys just play for us? Uh, yeah, okay, give me a second. I'll uh, introduce the boys, and then we're, uh, we're going to play you a song. Uh, so give me one second. Okay, to my right, we have Johnny Level on piano and accordion. Say hi, man. What did I tell you last night, man? You don't wave on the radio. They can't see you. Play something, man. There you go. He can play the piano, but he ain't too bright. And behind me, we have Flat Earl. What's going on? Give me some bongos, man. Nice. And over here to my left, we have Plain Andy. Say hi to Crow and Jason. Hi, Crow Crow. Hey, JJ. Really? What's the matter with you, man? Something not quite right about him. <clears throat> we got Davey here on harp, another globe denier. Say something and play something. We say too far. <coughs> Couldn't resist it, could you, man? <laughs> nice. And of course, there's me, the Flat Earth Man on acoustic guitar. Okay, boys and Andy, <clears throat> let's make this good for Crow and Jason. One, two, three. Okay, people. Crow Triple Seven Radio, y'all. <laughs> let's take you up to that space station. <laughs> What a puppet show! Y'all know that, right? Listen up! Let me tell you something about the space station It's only really there in your imagination That thing ain't real, it's science fiction It's there to feed your space addiction Those astronauts are not in space It's written all over their stupid face See, I can spot a lie from a hundred miles And I can spot a fraud from the way they smile 
Did you learn nothing from the fake moon missile? That puppet show from President Nixon. Listen up, they're doing it again, it seems. Check out the harnesses and green screens. I used to work a lot in film and TV. I know a bit about the television trickery to create the illusion that you're someone that you're not. A green screen is what you're going to use a lot. And if you wear a harness and attach it to the ceiling, the illusion that you're floating is what they'll be believing. All y'all watching is a puppet show. Yeah, the whole world's a stage. Astronauts, they're just actors, of course, and yeah, y'all get paid. Look at me, my, I'm floating in space. No, you're not, you're lying to the human race, man. Well, let me tell you something about a zero-G plane. This thing flies up and then down again. Some weird stuff happens when you're on the inside. Starts to float as the plane takes a dive. Simply add an actor that's trained to deceive. Then you got yourself an astronaut, or so you believe. The plane flies up and that's everyone's cue. Then action, we got some deceiving to do. The plane flies down and then everyone knows. To start the ISS live show. Floating in a plane with zero G, but you only see astronauts on your TV. All y'all watching is a puppet show, yeah, the whole world's a stage. Astronauts, they're just actors, of course, and yeah, y'all get paid. Look at me, my, I'm floating in space. No, you're not, you're lying to the human race, man. Well, another thing I noticed when I looked at these fools They're filming spacewalks in buoyancy pools NASA's gonna tell you that it's just for training To practice for space station maintaining Well, I thought about that, but if mm, that's the case Then why the hell can I see bubbles in space? Take a hard look at the next spacewalk And tell me if you can see bubbles at all Open your eyes, man, I'll bet you a quarter Those spacewalks are filmed underwater I can see space bubbles everywhere. Hey, NASA, how the hell did those get there? All y'all watching is a puppet show. Yeah, the whole world's a stage. Astronauts, they're actors, of course, and yeah, y'all get paid. Look at me, my, I'm floating in space. No, you're not. You're lying to the human race, man. So when you see an astronaut about the ISS, take another look at your TV set. Well, they're pretty good at faking, so you gotta look close. Pay some attention to the way the actor floats. If you ask me, that ain't zero gravity. But Hollywood effects that I see on my TV. Take a good look at the whole darn thing. These lying rascals are just puppets on a string. It's all a big science fiction puppet show. The game's up, assholes, cause we all know. Thanks for the show, NASA. It's been a blast. Now take your fake station and shove it up your... Puppet <laughs> show, yeah, the whole world's a stage. <laughs> Astronauts, they're actors, of course, and yeah, they all get paid. Look at me, ma, I'm floating in space. No, you're not. You're lying to the whole human race, man. All y'all watching is a Muppet show, yeah, the whole world's a stage. Astronauts, they're actors, of course, and yeah, they all get paid. Look at me, ma, I'm floating in space. No, you're not. You're lying to the whole human race, man. All y'all watching is a Muppet show, yeah, the whole world's a stage. Astronauts, they're just actors, of course, and yeah, they all get paid. Look at me, ma, I'm floating in space. No, you're not. You're lying to the whole human race, man. Whole world's a stage. Man, that ended way too early. I just bellied up to the bar. I was getting ready to order a new Coors. <laughs> um, you know what? Uh, before we get real here uh, and prove to the world that all the world is in fact a stage, Alex, why don't you tell everybody uh, where they can go to find your materials online? Every time I go to that channel, it just makes me happy. <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, um, just remember, remember three words. It's conspiracy music guru. You type that into YouTube, 
you'll find my channel. You type that into iTunes, you'll find my music. You type that into Amazon, you'll find my music, uh, Instagram, Facebook as well. So three words, conspiracy, music, guru. And I write music about conspiracies. And I try to teach through the medium of music and impression like this. <laughs> so so wait a minute here. Flat Earth Man is actually Alex Michael and you're actually sounds British. Yes, I am uh, originally from the UK and I'm currently residing in Spain, which is um, <laughs> lovely. Well, there's a lesson for everybody. All the world is, in fact, a stage. Anyhow, jump in, Jason. Well, I'm about to finish my triple sarsaparilla here. I was really rocking and rolling with our friendly hillbilly here. Thanks a lot, man. I'm, I got I to gotta apologize, man. I'm a little drunk. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> so anyway, the whole point behind this was to prove to you just how easily one can put on a deception. We can just ask our friend Edward Bernays uh, how easy it is to fool the public, right? Yeah, you've done sh uh, a lot of shows on Edward Bernays, haven't you? Yeah, we, we actually have. But I went over to your YouTube channel and I was looking at just how many hits some of your songs have and how many people were commenting to use them as a teaching tool, which is a bit of a shame. Uh, I now have to mark everything I put up on YouTube as not made for children because of the new COPPA or whatever nonsense that's called, because clearly parents can't raise their children anymore. The point I would make is everyone go over to Conspiracy Music Guru uh, and check out some of the work. There's even some karaoke albums there if you want to have a good time. So I guess we should go back in time a little bit here and uh, let's talk to Alex about why he made this character up and what he's trying to accomplish with all of this. Yeah, it's a question I get quite a lot, actually. When I first had, you know, I, I first got into conspiracies around 2012. The whole 9-11 was the uh, the straw that broke the camel's back, I guess. And they, that just you know, sent me into a research frenzy, I guess. You know, that was when I discovered the, the, the mainstream narrative of that event wasn't um, as described it was was nonsense it wasn't <laughs> yes it was um, <laughs> and uh, so I, that was 2012 and then i started researching everything under the sun you know knew anything that had new world order and uh, illuminati in the title and uh, you know i learned just a bunch of stuff really and eventually as fast forward to about three years ago i stumbled upon a thing called flat earth which was absolute nonsense in my mind i mean i was you know quite willing to accept that the moon landing was absolute nonsense and all these other things you know i, I, I learned that the the government lies about everything but flat earth what what nonsense no way it kept coming up in my feed and, and one day I, I saw a video and it said they are hiding god with the biggest secret oh that's interesting clicked on that and it was happened to be a video by a guy named mark Sargent, and it was uh flat earth clues that had been retitled and after watching that for an hour or two whatever i was like oh my god there's something to this and it sent me on, on on more, much more, much, much, much more research into, you know, things like gravity and satellites and the moon landing and the ISS and all of these other things. And, uh, you know, I started to, as a musician, you know, I mean, some people learn this stuff and they take to the streets and do activism. And some people, you know, uh, go on podcasts and do interviews or whatever. I'm a musician. I put it into music. So it gave me this huge creative spurt, this burst if you like to, uh, and I started, I started creating music and started writing songs, but I didn't want to get on YouTube as Alex Michael singing about the moon landing hoax or gravity being not as what it's described or satellites being a hoax or anything like that. Because, you know, I've got friends and family that might point their fingers at me, you know, and say, you're crazy. You're crazy. Cause I wasn't very comfortable with the subject at the time of writing the album. So I thought, well, I'll just hide, I'll put a, you know, a hat on and some shades um, and I'll just create an accent. I'm fairly good with accents and I'll, you know, just create this character and hide behind that guy. And, and that's what I started to do. And, um, I had no idea I was going to be making a whole album on the subject, but what, you know, one topic after the other, and you know, my album is a product of my research into that area. And, um, you know, so I hid behind the character for that. So that's, that's why he was created. I got into the studio and started doing a voice like that and put a hat and shades on. I thought, wow. And the song just sounded good. And country music is a really good genre for telling a story as well, which is why I picked that style. So it was, yeah, it was, it was, um, it was an interesting process. And uh, yeah, so that's why I, I created the character to hide behind initially. It's, it's all very effective. And, and in fact, the genre, the character, it's all a very good learning tool. You know, it's, it's ironic. I just, after all these years, I, I've been meaning to read the book Zetetic Astronomy. And when I read it, you know, it's like almost 150 years old since the book was, was published. And it's a man all that time ago, basically saying the same things that I thought I had rediscovered on my own, which I have not. There's nothing new under the sun. My point being here is one of, one of the hooks in one of your songs, Don't Believe in Gravity. I love that hook. And as you point out, it's one of the things I appreciate about the videos you've made, uh, your use of search engines and the images that we can get at. 
But in gravity, you point out um, the truth about gravity is it's a theory based on a theory. And the reason I brought up the book Zetetic Astronomy is because the very opening page or two states what a science-based system of theories is. It's basically fantasy. It's ego. It's any number of things. And as I dug into that book, there's even quotes from people, if I get it right now that I'm remembering, it's either Newton or Copernicus or both, stating that their theories are unprovable. And so one of the things I want to point out here is as you go through the videos that you've done, um, you hit it. You get the, the balloons doing satellites. You get the gravity is just a theory, all these things. But anyhow, jump, jump in, Jason. Well, I'd like to know a little more about your musical background, Alex, and who and what you are as a musician, and uh, how does it feel playing a character like this? And then, of course, you have a, a new album out that's, uh, I guess what you could say is the real you, right? Yeah, I mean, my background is, uh, I come from a musical family. I was introduced to the piano when I was four years old, because my father was an organist in a, in a band traveling around the bars and the clubs. So I was exposed to the keys at quite an early age. And um, then fast forward about 20 years, I picked up a guitar at the age of sort of uh, 20 around there and doing, you know, the pubs and the clubs and, you know, doing those bars where nobody's paying attention and singing cover songs and love songs and all that sort of thing. And uh, so I did my apprenticeship in the bars and the clubs. And then, uh, you know, I, I bought myself a computer and found out how to record the guitar onto the computer and started learning about digital audio workstations and things and singing. And, you know, so I already had that sort of experience of playing the guitar, playing the piano, singing, harmonizing, and, you know, in groups and bands. So I, know I had that knowledge of having to play. And, you know, uh, and uh, so I just took that knowledge, really. And once I got a computer, I learned how to put it into a computer, which is just basically music production, really. And um, so uh, I actually started a company in 2007 I think it might have been uh, just selling my little creations online little ringtones I turned them into 30 seconds of you know funny music and they, they became ringtones and I started doing impressions and voices which I'm quite good at so I've got a bunch of ringtones with me just doing different accents and or some jolly little jingles so I was making ringtones you know that still is my bread and butter but then, of course, when uh, when I had my um, you know nine eleven awakening and just my general awakening, you know, get all the way all, to, all the way through to flat earth, I was able to make you know full songs. And you know, as I said, I had this creative burst, and and that's you know the the, the flat earth man album is a product of that research. And uh, so yeah, that really tested my musical skills, you know, because everything on that album is all done by me: the bass, the piano, the harmonies, and uh, the fiddle is not me because I got, I use samples for that. But the accordion, and you know, I'm I'm arranging the drum patterns and playing some percussion, so everything on there is me. So it was quite a project so that gave me some confidence as well as a producer and then uh and then of course i moved on to my my second album which you mentioned this is more of guitar instrumentals written in 432 hertz using solfeggio healing frequencies and uh that's getting some some feedback as well the, the two albums are, are a chasm apart completely different you know, but it's just i'm putting music out there depending on my journey you know this this solfeggio album is a product of the research into that area so my next album, who knows what that's going to be. It depends what I'm researching at the time. So, you know, I'm just testing myself as a musician uh, creatively. And uh, these albums keep popping out of me, which is fun. As we get to the top of the first hour that goes out to everyone, we're going to, in fact, get into the idea of 432 um, for good reason. Uh, you put a clip together that illustrates it so well, which is also on your YouTube channel. But um, I get tired of piano tuners sending me email trying to convince me that 440 is okay um, what's their proof what's their proof sorry to step on you what's their proof? well but belief that's what their proof is they were taught to do it this way belief is the enemy of knowing and typically online when people are trying to demonstrate the difference between 440 and 432 and there are many other options besides 432 i would point out but the point i would make is they play a song tuned one way then they play it another way for the average ear for the average non-musician, you're going to hear very little difference. And we'll get to that later as we get into it. But I just want everyone to know that we're going to cover, we're going to get into 440 and 432. As a matter of fact, Alex, the first time Jason and I covered this idea, we used cymatics as the basis. Mm. And in the actual episode image, I show what 432 looks like as a cymatic pattern on a round disc and 440 that tells you everything you need to know if you're a thinking person, but we'll, we'll get there in a minute. Jason, I know we're going to end up playing the hook that I like so much. It's so effective, but go, <laughs> go ahead, lead us, lead us in that direction, I guess. I think we have enough time for the whole song, but before we get into that, Alex, I'd like to talk a little bit about uh, any video work you've done. You actually mentioned that in the Puppet Show song. So do you actually have a background at all in video production or anything like that to be able to discuss these topics? And of course, your videos, 
for these songs have tons of green screen work. Pretty excellent green screen work. Looks better than uh, a lot of stuff out there, really. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I sing that in the song. Um, I used to work a lot in film and TV, and I know a bit about the television trickery. That's not true. I mean, I've done a bit of extra work on film sets or anything like that, but no, but that's a bit of an exaggeration. But um, no, I mean, I, I had a, I have a green screen. I, I'm using iMovie when I first started making my videos. I was using an iPhone. I was filming everything with an iPhone. It's oh. really not that difficult to do. It really isn't. And I, all my uh, videos are zero budget. Imagine if I had $56 million a day. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> We've made that joke quite a lot. And we might be able to go to the moon with that kind of money. <laughs> you can't go to the moon, man. What's the matter with you? Exactly. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. You look at a movie like Gravity, and that shows you what things really could look like. And then we get the rickety, jagged nonsense like the ISS stuff. I just don't buy it, you know? Well, just because you, you're a critical thinker, but there's not enough of you out there, unfortunately. Most people do buy it. You know, it's what, what did Nixon say? The American people don't believe it unless they see it on television. Well, that's for sure. <laughs> and now it's the internet. So do you want to cue us up for the Gravity song here and tell us a little bit about it? And then we'll let the band play on. Yeah, well, well, I mean, you know, when, when you research Gravity, I mean, the reason that that chorus and that why it's so effective, it's the, the chorus, the line in the chorus is, uh, don't believe in gravity, don't believe in fantasy, don't believe because a fear is all it is. It's never been proven, but they teach it to the kids. You know, and that's kind of the line in the, 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 the song because it's true. It still remains a theory. And, um, it, you know, I think density and buoyancy pretty much, you know, explain 90% of what gravity is. There's probably some electromagnetic stuff going on there as well. But my, my songs don't get too technical. It's, it's about planting a seed and highlighting the bullet points, just getting across the point that gravity is a theory, never been proven, but they're teaching it to the kids. So I'll, I'll now hand it over to Flat Earth Man and the band to play it acoustically. Ready, boys? I remember when I learned in school about gravity. It was so cool. I had a teacher that knew it all. She taught me how water could stick to a ball, how buildings stick to the underside of a ball that spins like a carousel ride. Man, it all sounded crazy to me, but I love learning about gravity. I couldn't wait to tell my dad about the amazing day that I had. He picked me up, I was bursting with pride. He opened up the door and I jumped inside. He smiled at me and said, how was your day? I said, Dad, I was blown away because I learned about this magical thing. But it's, it's kind of got my head to spin. I learned about this Newton guy. When an apple fell on his head, he surmised that there must be a force that's pulling it down. And everything being sucked to the ground a force that sticks us all to this ball the people the buildings the oceans and all so it was written in history newton had discovered gravity well he just looked at me and said don't believe in gravity no don't believe in fantasy Cause a theory's all it is uh, It's never been proven But they teach it to the kids Yes, they do My dad felt a little bit sad for me when I mentioned that word gravity. He said, have a little independent thought, a question what you just been taught. I mean, how the hell could a ball that spins make a force so strong that sucks everything in? Yet birds and insects fly unaffected. Gravity must be so selective. Think about it logically, cause that don't make no sense to me. You gotta question all those preachers preach. A question 
all those teachers teach. You see, gravity is just a bunch of bull. That Newton guy's just a lying fool. These guys like Newton know they should be trusted. Their Freemasonic lies have been busted. In fact, my boy, it's density. And that's why things fall down, you see. An object always falls to the ground if it's heavier than the air that surrounds. If it's lighter than air, then it'll rise. It'll keep on floating up to the skies. That's what's known as buoyancy. And that makes more sense than gravity. So let me hear you sing it one more time, y'all. Don't believe in gravity, no. Don't believe in fantasy. Don't believe it, no. Don't believe, cause a theory's all it is. It's never been proven, but they teach it to the kids. Yeah. I'm sorry, son, for bursting your bubble, but that kind of thinking can get you in trouble. These theories they try to put in your head, it's all just pseudoscience, he said. They'll have you believing in all kinds of crap. That gravity nonsense belongs in the trash. Believe me when I say to you, there ain't no gravity, and that's the truth. Well, my daddy made me think that day. He made me think in a different way. I did some thinking for myself I put that theory back on the shelf That gravity crap is indoctrination Not truthful, trusted information People need to wake up and see There ain't no such thing as gravity Last time, people, let me hear you sing Don't believe in gravity Don't believe in fantasy Here is all it is It's never been proven But they teach it to the kids One more there, come on Don't believe In gravity Don't believe In fantasy No Don't believe Cause here is all it is It's never been proven But they teach it to the kids Yeah <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting a little discombobulated here um, because I'm not used to music actually telling me true things. <laughs> and to be perfectly clear, based on many years of research, gravity is a theory based on a theory, so it's a double reverse. You know, here's one of the things about the modern age and about the people who have grown up never knowing a time before the internet. Um, in the same way, my generation and my parents, they see the news and there's like this bizarre patina of I should trust that, um, which needs to go the hell away. And now the younger generation's getting it from the internet. Like if I see it in a Google search engine, then that must be true. But what in fact is true is if you grow the hell up into your adult higher mind and you look at the images you'll realize that basically almost 90% of what you're shown is constructs, CGI, Photoshop specials. And to put a fine point on it, Alex, you got a song about that too, don't you? Well, I don't, but Flat Earth Man does. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I mean, uh, once I learned that about the, uh, the famous blue marble, you know, um, as it says in the song, the most important photo that man could ever take, this huge iconic image turns out to be a fake. <laughs> that was that was amazing. Like, you know, this 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 um this amazing so-called photograph that was the default image on every iPhone. And the the, the photograph, the so-called photograph that we'd seen, you know, over and over again on our television screens, to learn that that was a composite. And stitched together from you know strips of data, and then uh, you know this ult ultimately a flat photograph that had been stitched together and wrapped around a ball. That was like, whoa, come on, we got to write some, we got to write a, a song about that. So um, it had to be called "No Photographs of, uh, of Earth," and uh, I believe Flat Earth Man's going to take it away right now. So uh, here we go. Nice. Take a photo of this bottle, huh? A friend of mine once told me to do a search online. 
search for photos of Earth, he said, because this will blow your mind. So I opened up the Google, and I looked for photos of Earth. <laughs> A lot of photos came up, he said. I click on the first. He said, that's the famous blue marble that everybody's seen. We've seen this photo a thousand times upon our TV screen. But let me tell you something about that famous shot. It's not a photo at all, man. It was made in Photoshop. Cause there ain't no photographs of us. Somebody tell me why. They're all just Photoshop cartoons. They're all just CGI. No photographic proof of a globe. None at all. Why the hell can't no one take a photo of this bomb? Well, man, he was right. Cause that did blow my mind. Cause I thought the blue marble was a photo all this time. Don't you think it's strange? He said suspiciously. Well, the fact it ain't a photo seems pretty weird to me. I mean, the most important photo that man could ever take? This huge, iconic image turns out to be a fake? I couldn't quite believe it, man. I, I was pretty shocked. I needed further proof that this photo's photoshopped. He said, look up Robert Simmon. He made that cartoon ball. He's the guy you should research. He works for NASA and all. He openly admits that it's all just artistry. He said, and I quote, it's photoshopped, but it has to be. There ain't no photographs of us, somebody tell me why. They're all just photoshopped cartoons, they're all just CGI. No photographic proof of a gold, not at all. Why the hell can't no one take a photo of this bone? Yep, every photo of the earth is artist trickery. All the photos on Google, man, are as fake as fake can be. Download all the photos and put them side by side. Compare all the continents, they're each a different size. Compare all the colors, each globe a different shade. If all of these were photos, man, they should surely look the same. Where's the continuity, man? There's none, no, none at all. All that NASA gives us is a bunch of cartoon balls Cause there ain't no photographs of us, somebody tell me why They're all just Photoshop cartoons, they're all just CGI No photographic proof of a globe, not at all Why the hell can't no one take a photo of this ball? Now we're supposed to have this telescope, right, that's flying past the stars Taking beautiful photographs of Jupiter and Mars well, I've got a small suggestion, NASA. Here's something you should do. Point that thing at planet Earth and take a shot or two because there surely should be thousands of photos of where we live. But Hubble ain't taken one. That's suspicious, don't you think? We got all these fancy pictures of spinning galaxies, but not one single photo of the Earth for us to see. Cause there ain't no photographs of us, somebody tell me why. They're all just Photoshop cartoons, they're all just CGI. No photographic proof of a globe, none at all. Why the hell can't no one take a photo of this bone? No, there ain't no photographs of us, somebody tell me why. They're all just Photoshop cartoons, they're all just CGI. No photographic proof of a clone, none at all. Why the hell can't no one take a photo of this bone? How was that, guys? You like that? Yeah, man, that was a swift <laughs> kick to the ball earth. Um, and I've got to urge everyone, you got to go to um, Conspiracy Guru Music on YouTube. Um, the, the green screen work he did for some of this is actually better than the green screen NASA does. I mean, right, Jason? <laughs> yeah, and you know, and that's one of the things that drives me nuts the most. If there's something to hide, wouldn't you do a better job than letting things glitch out? That's the one that always gets me the most. Well, maybe that's uh, hidden in plain sight. Maybe they, they want you to find these little Easter eggs. Right. Yeah, well, I have seriously considered that. Absolutely. If you're mm -hmm. too dim-witted to catch some of the blatant mistakes, then you get what you deserve, I guess. I guess it's the, the stupid monkey argument I don't agree with again.
Yeah, I just want to mention that those acoustic versions that you've heard tonight will be available on an album coming soon, people. The Flat Earth Man, the acoustic sessions, as seen here on Crawl Triple Seven Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Johnny. Can you tell our guests what they have won? <laughs> uh, so, I mean, your main contact point is YouTube, right? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Conspiracy yeah, music guru. Yeah. Do you have another one you want to get out? Uh, there's a website, conspiracymusicguru.com, but I don't have contact. If it, to be honest with you, I don't like being contacted. <laughs> to be honest with you. But yeah, you can find me on Facebook and uh, I'm on Insta- Instagram, Conspiracy Music Guru. Um, if it's really important, you can contact me. If not, just leave me alone. Let me make my music. <laughs> I know exactly where you're coming from. I'm looking at one of my three emails. And since we've been doing this, there are now 50 emails stacked up. Um, I, you, you have no idea. On an average day, I get, you know, 100 to 200 emails, some days more. And if you spend two minutes on, I mean, I know where you're coming from. That's like 600 minutes a day. Who has 600 minutes a day to deal with emails? But um, Well, excellent job on all of those. And we are getting close to the top of the hour here. So let's talk a little bit about your Sofagio album. If you want to play a sample of that, and then we'll carry that forward into hour two. Alex, before you play that, there's probably a lot of people listening that might not be familiar with the term sophagio. So just quickly break down why that word matters, why the frequencies of these tones and notes matters, just so people have a basic overview before you play it. Like you said before, like cymatically, when you look at this stuff, cymatically, that should be enough to tell you everything. And it was for me. I mean, when I started uh, making music in 432 hertz, my, you know, inst- I wish I had the budget for cymatic equipment or frequency machines or something like that, you know, doing those experiments that Hutchinson did. But I don't. So I have to do my own scientific experiment, which is make the music in this frequency, see how it literally resonates with me. So I took these solfeggio healing frequencies that are said to be, you know, ancient solfeggio healing frequencies. There's a lot of disinfo out there with these healing frequencies. I believe I've found the true solfeggio healing frequencies, which is why I call the album True Solfeggio. And I started messing around with these frequencies and I noticed a difference. You know, I mean, the resonance was was higher. I was getting goosebumps regularly. Every time I play my own music, I was getting goosebumps. And I thought, wow, am I that arrogant? I love my music so much. It's giving me goosebumps. That's just it was really weird. I was getting, you know, really emotional when I was using these tones. It was kind of strange. So, I, you know, I put this guitar instrumentals over them using it over the bass frequencies, which dictate the key of each song. And, um, you know, it, it was really moving to me. And I thought, well, you know, maybe I'm just over-exaggerating or I'm biased, obviously, because it's my music and, uh, you know, but I put it out there. And the feedback I got was just outstanding. People telling me I burst into tears or I was overcome with emotion or I can focus. I have more clarity and I put it on in the background when I'm working and it gives me more clarity and all these, these kinds of things. So, you know, if anything, that's been my scientific experiment by putting it out there and, and collecting the feedback. That's real science, isn't it? You know, observable, repeatable, testable. It's kind of what I've done, really. I mean, how else can I test these frequencies, but but to see how they resonate with, with the public. Bad frequencies cause disease. There's a lot of disease in the world today. Thankfully, frequency can also heal. Enter the Solfagio healing frequencies. You are hearing three tones. 192 hertz, 384 hertz, 768 hertz. These are healing solfagio frequencies. They correspond to the throat or Vishuddha chakra. Now listen as the tones are blended with music.
the healing frequencies are now barely noticeable and are embedded into the track. This is music that is literally good for you, using the bass frequency of 432 hertz. Alex made this track. In fact, he made seven healing instrumental tracks. Each healing track is seven minutes, using all of the true solfagio healing frequencies. This is True Solfagio. True Solfagio, the new album from Conspiracy Music Guru. album of chilled guitar instrumentals using ancient solfagio healing frequencies. Let's be perfectly clear. Words have meaning. Why do you think a piano has keys? Basically, when you're looking at cymatics, what it's done is it's taken cycles or frequencies or however you want to label the ideas I'm expressing into a visual medium. In other words, when I speak into your ear, you can't see the sound waves. When you use cymatics, you can. And it is a visual indicator of how everything works. So, Alex, we should tell people in musical ideas there's a difference between a note a pair of notes and three notes by the time you get to three notes you're talking about a chord and there's a reason it has a different name so there is sofeggio notes on i believe a graphic equalizer and you use three of them which is why three notes which is why i'm calling it a chord whether it actually is or not when you play it in that way a human being can understand what we're talking about so what was it that you were gonna play well, I've got the track Heart queued up here, which is, I think, it's a, all of the songs on the album seven minutes long, if you want to go with that, or um, entirely up to you. Here it is.
right. Um, thank you so much, Alex. So what we're going to probably have to do, Jason, is the puppet show song. We'll have to take the time. To, we, we have to come in under an hour so we can run on other radio stations and get the information out to people. What you just experienced there is an example of 432. When we pick up an hour or two, we're going to get big into Cefeggio and 432. And let me tell you all something. Uh, a piano has keys for a reason. And if you want to look through a keyhole onto the actual truth you can find in nature. You can do it with cymatics. It makes invisible things visible that are not questionable. There is no lie in nature. That does bring the first hour of episode. Oh, oh, oh sorry. Um, and, and just to keep it moving along, uh, you can, everyone can find Alex's work, also known as Flat Earth Man, on Conspiracy Guru Music on YouTube. As a matter of fact, every time I look for them, I just search Flat Earth Man. That can probably get you there on YouTube as well. Um, Jason, what am I forgetting? Alex, do you have any other places that people can find you and your work? Yeah, um, just the, the, yeah, the three words, Conspiracy Music Guru. Type that into YouTube, you'll find me, iTunes, Instagram, uh, all of those places, Google, Amazon. Yeah, three words, Conspiracy Music Guru. And, and we should be clear, it's not, you know, these these kind of learning tools, like the songs that we played in their entirety, the puppet show, these are like learning tools to me that are entertaining and they make you happy. But Alex has real music, as you started to hear right there, too, and albums. Anything else, Jason? Alex, for our one listeners, thank you so much for presenting this to us. And everything you did was amazing. And I have no doubt in my mind that you're going to continue to do amazing work. All right, man. Oh, it is indeed a breath of fresh air to hear music used in an informative, honest way. Um, that does bring the first hour of episode 189. When we come back, we're going to hit it hard. Uh, we're going to prove outright the difference between 440 and 432. It's not questionable. And I get a little bit tired of piano tuners trying to teach, to you know, convince me that 440 is okay. It's not okay. The cymatics proves it. Anyhow, join us for hour two of 189 over at Crow. 777radio.com where free and unimpeded speech rules. There it is, man. Cheers. 